thought leadership is simply tilling the ground as you look for fertile opportunities. So it sounds rich in metaphor. What are you trying to say by this? Yeah, I'm always talking about uh, finding fertile ground, tilling the ground, uh, and then planting the seed. You know, there are times when I've created vision to something and perhaps set it in motion with other parties and it didn't go in the execution stage for a while. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of examples that, you know, they came back to me two years later, but because I was the thought leader and I was rigorous in the development of the vision and thinking through all of the, um, what everyone's equities were in that vision, I was prepared when two years later, out of the blue, that thing dropped on my lap. So it's preparing your mind. It's thinking through, why would people care? Why would I do this? How does this align to my mission? You know, what is the capability that we are after? And, you know, a great example I'm thinking of now is we were doing drone traffic management, UAS, tra unmanned air uh, systems. I went to the FAA and said, look, we want to roll out one of your programs called Lance onto the base. It's not on any military bases uh, currently, but you're using them at civilian airports. We want to be the first to try it out. And they said, wow, that's interesting. Uh, okay, let's, we're interested. Let's, let's see if we can do that. Big DOD was like, well, let's study and see which bases should go first and how we should do. And so I tilled the ground, you know, thought leadership was there. I knew what we were about. And then I was waiting on the bureaucracy to just see what happened. In fact, I, I forgot about it. Uh, I mean, we were doing other things in air, UAS traffic management. Almost two years later, the FAA and the Office of Secretary of Defense come back to me and said, hey, you remember that? Yeah, we're ready. We're going to do four bases across <laughs> DOD and Miramar is going to be one of them. The other bases are like, you know, reserve bases for the other services. Are you ready to go? And I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. You know, I'm, I'm shaking off the cobwebs in my brain about why we did that. But I had already tilled the ground and I was waiting for their seed to be placed. And, but the ground was, was ready. You know, I had the parties ready um, and, and we were able to then move into execution of a pilot finally. But if you're waiting on others to provide the seed, they're not going to be there at the minute that just when you are ready. Um, so if you've done thought leadership as to everyone's equities and what the intent was, you are well prepared when that seed shows up out of the blue. I think in a, one of the failings in a bureaucracy is that by definition, no one is truly accountable or responsible. And so it creates a culture where everyone is looking to one another for initiative. You know, the generals are looking to their troops for initiative and the troops are looking to their generals for initiative. So that's a, that underlines to me the real importance of someone generating original thought and, and cultivating a feeling of, of what's possible for people to grab onto and to know that those, those ideas can grow. Yeah. So we say in another principle, we talk about, you know, commander's intent or, you know, aspirational uh, vision of what we're trying to achieve. 
in in military speak, we talk about, well, the the enemy has a vote, right? Because they're shaping the environment around you too. And you can't go in with this prescriptive plan of this is exactly what we're going to do. You have to have the intent, the vision of what you're trying to accomplish. And so, you know, this is one of those examples by, by leading rigorous kind of vision and planning in your own mind, making sense and order out of the chaos. Now you are prepared as the environment presents the opportunity, um, whether there's finally an opening, the enemy, the bureaucracy opened up a gap and you have to surge through it quickly. Um, you have prepared yourself mentally as to how execution would come about. Um, even if you weren't actively addressing it over time, true thought leadership has the, the principle and the guide there ready for you already. So I know your Christian faith is really important to you. And I hear some biblical language potentially here in terms of, you know, planting a seed in, in fertile, fertile soil and fertile opportunities. It makes me think of uh, in, the, in the 19th century in Europe and especially in Germany, as rational thought and scientific thought emerged as disciplines that were just new, brand new territory. At the same time, philosophers and religious thinkers were also trying to, to reconcile with uh, the nature of God and the nature of the world and the universe. And so there, like Nietzsche and Goethe were, were contemplating, you know, is, is, did God create a garden? Did he till the soil, create the framework, and then let us grow within this framework according to our own you know, sort of path? Or is it a cultivated, very finely tuned, everything is controlled sort of puppet show? And I'm hearing an underlying philosophy of yours about just the, the intricacy of, of human potential, which is if you create a rich environment, it's something that you allow other people's best success to flourish within. Yeah, that's a great question. I, I embrace free will, not because I invented it, not because I say it's right, but I do because it is a truth. I accept the world as it is. I accept humans as they are. And I embrace those components, that truth about them and cultivate the environment around them, knowing who they are and what they're about. And so, yeah, to me, it is just an acceptance of the world and is an acceptance of, of others and how we are conditioned or how we are built, you know, um, as humans. And so you have to, to unlock human potential, you actually have to understand human potential. <laughs>